0: We made it just in time. Come on, let's go get a seat. Hey, everybody, welcome to Julia's Trucking Cl- Cafe. I'm glad you have a seat. Everybody, get something to drink? Perfect. Now, just sit back and enjoy the show. As always, I have a lot of news to cover, so let's get right to it. A park semi rolls into a diner in California while the driver eats inside. I guess the truck was hungry too. Customers at a diner in California got the surprise of their lives when a parked truck rolled across the parking lot and plowed into several cars. I'm sure the truck was going, hey, wait a minute, you're eating, how come I can't have some? The incident happened, it was back in November 21st in Jackson, California. The truck driver was reportedly Inside Mel's Diner. How uh, how many people remember Mel's Diner back in the day? And uh, I forget Flo, what used to be the waitress at Mel's Diner. He was grabbing a meal at the counter, and his truck was parked in the back of the restaurant's parking lot. The truck suddenly started to roll across the diner parking lot, gaining momentum and speed, and then crashed into several parked vehicles. I don't think crashed is the right word for that. I would think it would just be rolled. I mean, you could see the picture in the article, which will be in the show notes on the website. His front steer tire um, pushed into a, uh, rolled into a pickup truck, which then that pickup truck was pushed into another, looks like another pickup truck. Well, it is pretty heavy because he is um, the load is a, a drop deck trailer that is pulling one of the rollers that they use for asphalt. So it is a pretty good sized load. And um, customer Sandy Andre described the scene. We heard the first crash and it made me look out the window. And I saw this big diesel tractor truck kind of going like this through the window. Trying to climb over top of all these cars. And I thought for sure it was coming into the restaurant. Like I said, you see the see how people exaggerate stuff? It's just amazing. It's just, oh my God, this truck is coming at us and everything. And it's just going to roll into the restaurant and crush us all. I'm like, really? Really? Luckily, nobody was hurt in the incident. The crash did not cause significant structural damage to the diner. It's surveillance video of the accident at Mel's Diner. Because I'm not going to say exactly what they put in here. It's runaway truck. Uh. At Mel's Diner, um, a truck parking brakes failed while parked at the diner, hitting a portion of the entrance and several parked cars. The driver was inside um, at Mel's at the time and no injuries were reported. There was minimal damage to the diner and it is open for business and running as usual. So um, the brake failure was to blame for the incident, but many social media users have expressed doubt about this information. And there's also a video about it. You can also view that uh, in the article that's posted in the show notes. I will ask, I I will reiterate this several times. If you don't feel like you want to always come to the website to always view the articles, sign up for our email list. And I will go ahead and email you the articles right into your inbox. And this way, all you have to do is check your email and every week you'll have the show notes in your inbox. Easy peasy. Next up, DOT is asking for help, driver's help, for ideas to improve the parking problem. I have a link, and this is a survey, I have a link on our Facebook page at Julia's Truck and Cafe uh, you could go to our Facebook page and click on the link to fill out the survey. There are two sections where it's text boxes where you can leave comments. All I ask is that you be professional about it, please. They are sincere about this. Um, the DOT is asking for input from truckers on the current trucking parking situation in America. The new survey will help federal agencies to update the inventory of truck parking for the first time in 2015 information collected from truck drivers about the challenges they face finding safe parking will be used by authorities to allocate federal funds and shape solutions to meet the needs of the trucking community. On this note, one of the suggestions that I did is there, I reported on this um, earlier in the summer, that there is a group on the East Coast that are taking abandoned structures or sold structures like old Walmart stores, old grocery stores, and putting them as truck parking facilities. You don't have to have a restaurant. Um, A restroom would be nice. The building is already there. I mean, you're doing nothing. Uh, the the building has either been you know closed down, they went out of business or something. so you still have the structure there. You have a huge parking lot. all you have to do is restripe it. Um, the plumbing is already there. the power is already there. everything you know everything is there that you need. Um, and I also proposed that it be patrolled by police. And citations written for anybody leaving garbage and pee bottles in the parking lot. And if that, uh, if the person is caught or, and you know, have video surveillance, that would be the only thing you would really need to do is put in, you know, paint the stripes and really put in video surveillance. And if the person is caught, they're cited for littering and also banned from parking there. So, you know, you're shooting yourself in the foot. I think it's a really, you know, I think it's a really good idea. You can please leave a comment uh, in the comments below or on our Facebook page in the comments if you happen to agree with me on this. Uh, DOT will also be surveying each state to inventory truck parking at rest areas. A lot of rest areas are closed down. This survey is a follow-up to a 2015 survey put in motion by Jason's Law. This law was named after Jason Rivenberg was murdered in 2009 during a robbery attempt at an abandoned gas station. He parked there because of shortage of safe truck parking. The 2015 survey found that 90% of drivers reported having trouble finding a parking spot, especially on weekdays. Additionally, which is true, which we all know this is the case, and if you're new to the show, I mean, this is the case if you don't happen to drive a truck or are thinking about it, you know, we are having a problem with truck parking. Additionally, 72.5% of state DOTs reported that there was a problem with commercial vehicle parking in their state, so 72.5%, that's a lot. The states with the worst truck parking problems, according to the 2015 survey, were listed, as we all know, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, New York, Virginia, Maryland, South Carolina, Connecticut, Massachusetts, Tennessee, Kentucky, Illinois, Iowa, Minnesota, Wisconsin, California, Washington, and Oregon. So you could... Click here in the article in order to take the survey. It takes less than seven minutes to complete, or like I said, visit our Facebook page at Julia's Truckin Cafe, and that's spelled T-R-C-K-N, just a short, I took the vowels out, um, cafe on Facebook, do a search for it, and the survey is there. In other news, a man is arrested for threatening a truck driver with a pistol for not letting him merge. I'm like, really? This is a four-wheeler. This wasn't even another truck driver. This was a four-wheeler. A Montana man is facing serious charges for allegedly pointing a gun at a truck driver who didn't help him merge onto the interstate. These people, you can't see around a truck. You don't know what's on the truck's left in the left lane. We merge if we can. A lot of truck drivers won't even let me merge onto the interstate. I slow down. There usually were yield signs on the end of every on-ramp, and I don't know why states have taken them down. Um, I don't know why people, why states even bother putting signs up at all, because nobody, speed limit signs, yield signs, caution signs, you know, any kind of signs, traffic signs like that, nobody adheres to them. Why you even bother anymore? This is how our society is getting. Uh, The incident took place uh, November 28th on I-90 near Bozeman, Montana. Police say that 27-year-old motorist Cole Aaron Smith was attempting to merge onto I-90, was having trouble doing so because of a semi-truck that was already on the interstate. After the semi-truck passed and Smith was able to merge, Smith reportedly passed the truck and flipped them off. Smith told police that the truck driver returned the same gesture. In response, Smith reportedly pulled out a pistol and started brandishing the pistol to the truck driver. The driver kept following Smith and called the police who soon located him. He was arrested and they found a Kimber 1911 .45 caliber pistol with an empty chamber and eight rounds in the magazine in his vehicle. He faces a felony charge for assault. That's assault with a weapon. You know, it could be assault with a deadly weapon. You, If you touch somebody, you brandish a weapon, guys, you know, come on. Yeah, I know there's a lot of road rage out here. I get pissed off. Don't don't get me wrong. I get pissed off with the stupidity of people out here anymore. But it doesn't mean you have the right to brandish a pistol in front of them or, you know, follow them down the road and beat the hell out of them. There's no call for that. Let them, you know, and I have to really work on that myself. I'm no angel out here, I'll admit. And um, back to the story later when police asked Smith why he had threatened the truck driver with a gun, he told him, if you're going to cause me to go on the other side of the road like I have, this, and I'll shoot your tire out, meaning the gun. Um, Smith told police that he wanted the truck driver to know that he's not as tough as I am and that the truck Trucker can back off and obey the law just as much as anyone else. According to the Bozeman Chronicle, the officer asked him uh, the officer asked uh, the officer, excuse me, asked him why he showed the driver of the gun. He told the officers if you're going to cause me to go on the other side of the road like I reported, I have this and I'll shoot your tire out if I want. However, he quickly told the officer he wouldn't do anything like that. The officer also asked Smith if he wanted the driver to think, the driver of the truck to think he would shoot his tires. Smith stated he wanted the driver to realize that I'm not as tough, uh, he's not as tough as I am, and that the driver can back off and obey the law just as much as anyone else. A Bozeman Police Department. So, reading that, I'm under the assumption that this kid was a know it all. You know, you're going to let me out and you're bigger than me and get the hell out of my way like a lot of people think. We're slow. Yeah, we're slow. But you also have to realize that any point in time, we're hauling over 80,000 pounds, which is, I always use the reference of 21 elephants in that trailer at any given time. The Bozeman Police, Depart- Police Department detective contacted the truck driver who explained that he was not able to change lanes to allow uh, Smith to merge onto the interstate. The truck driver stated Smith pointed a pistol at him while passing, and he was afraid he would shoot him. Smith was then arrested and taken to the county jail where he was interviewed again. Asked his intention of showing the gun, Smith described an online video of a veteran pointing a gun at someone who was bothering him. Smith stated the agitator backed off. Smith acknowledged that producing the pistol would be frightening for the other driver. After receiving a warrant, the officer recovered the pistol from Smith's vehicle, and that's where it was loaded with eight rounds of ammunition. And I have my own case of road rage. I was fueling up last week in Oak Grove, Missouri, and I come out of the T.A., There was a four-car accident on the interstate on I-70 going west, and this was at about three or four in the morning, and I was uh, making a delivery to St. Joe, Missouri. There was two cars in the left lane that had the wreck, and then the other two cars were off on the right shoulder, so you had to stay in the right lane and then move over to the left lane so the officer wouldn't get killed or hurt or anything while he was investigating the scene. While I'm past the uh, two cars that were stalled in the left lane, and I pass them, a, a guy in a car, and I know it was a guy, in a, in a four-wheeler, was coming up really fast in the left lane. Now I had my t- left turn signal on, I'm mor- merging over. Well, this car was not stopping. I'm over the dotted line, I continue to come over, he is still not stopping. Do you know that he ran up the left shoulder of the interstate? There, You know how on Interstate 70, the left shoulder is narrow and the right shoulder is pretty wide, is how they made it. He's coming up the left shoulder between the rumble strips and the grass, trying not to lose control of his car, almost sideswipes me to get around me, passing me on the left. Because I was slower than him, and he had to just get around me. And and as I'm trying to pass this officer who's on the side of the road, investigating and talking to these two cars, I wish I would have had the forethought to get the guy's license plate. I mean, this is the kind of garbage that's out there. That's where you get so irritated for the stupidity. In other news, an oversized rig hauling a vessel from an ex-nuke site in Arkansas cited for crossing over a bridge. Fayetteville, Arkansas Arkansas State Highway Police issued a citation on the 29th. November 29th, to a driver transporting an oversized load of material from a former nuclear reactor test site. The material from the Southwest Experimental Fast Oxide Reactor in Washington County was headed out of state after leaving the former reactor site about 20 miles southwest of Fayetteville. The driver was off route and he he was issued a citation. While on Interstate 49 northbound at Greenland, south of Fayetteville, the truck hauling the oversized load failed to take exit 58 to avoid driving over a bridge. The truck, a push truck behind, and the load were listed on a permit as weighing 407 pounds thousand pounds and it was not recommended to put that much of a load on an overpass well yeah you could structurally damage it and all the cracking if it was just a, a blacktop, you could fall through I mean that's heavy the state issued a permit specified that the driver should ramp off and then come back on taking the exit before the overpass and then getting back on the highway after passing the span permit information described the truck trailer configured at 18 feet wide and and just over 158 feet long, a large cylinder-shaped object rested on the trailer bed. That's what I called the vessel. The transport marked another milestone in cleanup efforts at the former reactor site, which stopped operating in the early 1970s. I'll talk eventually. Y'all laughing at me? <laughs> Dean Wheeler, project manager with the company overseeing the cleanup, Energy Solutions has said that nuclear fuel was removed after the reactor ceased operations. Since 1975, the site has been owned by the University of Arkansas at Fayetteville. In October, the reactor vessel, the heart of the site, was placed into a specially designed containment vessel scheduled to eventually be moved to Nevada National Security Site. The load transported Thursday could not be confirmed as being that vessel. It was shaped like a big soup can. Highway Police is a a division of the State Transport Department. Um, The citation was not issued immediately in Greenland, but at another planned exit as the truck made its way north toward Missouri. The permit uh, described escort vehicles for the large load. I just cannot talk today. The escort vehicle Thursday did not take the assigned route bypassing the overpass. Ultimately, the transport driver is responsible for following the permit, the DOT officer said. He should have taken the exit, regardless of what the lead escort was doing. So if anybody out here that's listening to the show that is thinking about going into hauling oversize, this is the lesson learned for all you newbies out there. You never follow the escort. Whether the escort's right, wrong, or indifferent, you follow what's on the permit. And you tell the escort, I am going this way. I don't care what you are doing. The uh, citation is similar to a traffic ticket, la-dee-da. Whatever the court takes on, it has to decide if the driver needs to appear or just pay the fine. We all know this. The transport truck left the reactor site about 9 o'clock in the morning and traveled along US-71, reaching the Missouri line about 11 a.m. It doesn't say how, you know, he was caught I'm sure passersby or something um, may have called him in. I don't know. That's just my assumption, but it was, you know, he was definitely ticketed for going over that bridge when it was not on the permit. A close call for a trooper that dodges a head-on semi, and there again, some more negative news for us truck drivers. After an Oklahoma trooper's close call with a semi-truck illegally passing went viral, many social media users, of course, are questioning the trooper's response to the incident. The incident was caught on camera on Tuesday, November 27th, just before 5 p.m. That was last week, Tuesday. Oklahoma Highway Patrol Trooper David Hamilton was driving near State Highway 59A and State Highway 3W, close to Ada, when a semi-truck driver attempted to pass two other vehicles in a non-passing zone. Brilliant! Brilliant! This forced Trooper Hamilton onto the shoulder of the roadway to avoid what could have been a deadly head-on collision with the semi-truck. Oklahoma Trooper shared the video to encourage drivers to follow all traffic laws to ensure everyone has a safe holiday season. So again, this video uh, will be... Posted in the show notes in this article. If there's a way to share it, I will also share it on the page of Stupid Things That Drivers Do. This is, you know, primo stuff right here. Others defended the trooper's driving. Some of them questioned whether the trooper's speedy U-turn in front of other vehicles and his own driving left the center was safe and justified. After the near miss and when the trooper finally caught up to the truck driver and pulled him over, he was a very polite and apologetic about doing that and nevertheless he was citing for driving left to center in a marked zone in other words you were passing a no passing zone. this episode of Julia's Trucker Cafe is brought to you by Julia's virtual assistant service I know you're all getting tired of the ads but some day down the line more sponsors will hear the show and would like to be featured and sponsored on the show have you ever thought about hiring a virtual assistant do you even know what a virtual assistant is? Well, may I suggest you contact Julia's virtual assistant service to find out how they can help you in your business. Do you have things that you hate doing? Are you an owner-operator and have receipts that have to be turned into your accountant? Well, hand them over to Julia's virtual assistant service and concentrate on the things that you enjoy doing. From basic website design, social media marketing, bookkeeping to transcription, Julia's Virtual Assistant Service can help you and your business with the things that you hate doing. Any task that you have handed over to them, contact Julia's Virtual Assistant Service today by visiting their website at juliasva.service.com. That's juliasva.service.com. Julia'sva.service.com for all of your virtual assistant needs. So, another news and the, uh, in our headline news today. Four states are teaming up this week for a truck-only enforcement crackdown. Motor carrier officers in four states will be stepping up enforcement at commercial vehicle drivers this coming week, starting Monday and running through this Friday. Troopers from Indiana, Illinois, Ohio, and Michigan will be conducting a major truck enforcement blitz called Eyes on 94. There again, they're picking on truck drivers. What about cars? Why aren't you pulling cars over? You don't understand. You should be eyes on yeah, eyes on 94 and four wheelers. Why don't you guys pick on the four wheelers? How many people are texting and driving all over the doggone road? Because, you know, they're inattentive driving. As always during the annual Eyes on 94 enforcement campaign, troopers will be monitoring the I-94 corridor for commercial vehicle violations that are likely contribute to crashes. What about the cars? Speeding, following too close, improper passing, distracted driving, improper lane use, this enforcement effort is a great example of the commitment by the MSP, Indiana State Police, Illinois State Police, and Ohio Highway Patrol to reach our common goal of increasing traffic safety and reducing crashes. We hope to increase awareness by means of high visibility enforcement on the I-94 corridor, which is prone to weather-related crashes this time of year involving interstate commercial vehicle drivers, said Michigan State Police Commercial Vehicle Enforcement Division Commander Captain Michael Crum. During last year's five-day Eyes on 94 campaign, troopers in Michigan alone stopped more than 700 trucks, issued 350 citations, and 373 warnings. You know, I just, it really bothers me that they're always picking on the semi-trucks. Yeah, cars don't watch us. Cars are, you know, it just, I really have to shake my head. I get so disgruntled out here, you know. I'm really wanting to call these people up, you know, and say, when are you going to start enforcing it with cars? You're always commit, picking on the commercial drivers. When are you going to start picking on the doggone four-wheelers? You know, they go blowing by us, 70, 80, 90 mile an hour. We can only do 68. And texting all the way. I look down in cars. You wouldn't believe how many people are texting and uh, talking on their phones with their handheld device up to their head and everything. They need to have wireless headsets, hands-free, mandatory in cars, and they need to, you know, get a shock or something if they pick up their damn phone while they're driving or shut the car off or something. Good grief. The enforcement effort, a trucking company bought out a mom and pop truck stop. Let's get off that subject. I'm sorry for the rant. Iowa landmark, the boondocks that I reported to you um, a month or two ago that was sold will live on as a truck stop. Iowans can still meet at the boondocks. The longtime interstate highway, 35 truck stop and gathering spot will continue to host travelers in the center of Iowa, according to a California company that bought it. And they bought it last week, Wednesday. Longtime owners Bob and Mim Welch closed the the Boondocks USA truck stop back in October after 45 years as a legendary traveler's rest and meeting location. The trucking firm AnyWay Logistics of Fresno, California bought the property for $500,000 at auction. I do bettering interested parties from three other states. I do believe everybody was worried that the Boondocks would be gone. But the legend lives on, said David Whitaker of Whitaker Marketing Group in Ames, who conducted the auction. It will be Anyway Logistics' first truck stop. Our plan is to reopen it and do the same thing they were doing before, said David. Anyway, President, we will just clean up the property and bring it up to date. Bob Welch, who's 82 years old, said in October that recent health issues... Inability to find enough employees and competition from a nearby large chain, truck stops played into his decision to sell. Welch said they deliberately kept the truck stop the same without bright flashing neon, fancy colors, or specialty coffee drinks. But the family-owned independent truck stop was dear to Iowans, who often met family there during travels across the state. A diner and a 30-unit motel are part of the property of exit 144. Many Iowans can recall being stranded there during nasty Iowa snowstorms, watching highway patrol officers cook up breakfast or meeting grandma for lunch at the diner. The boondocks name was so popular that thousands of caps and t-shirts were sold bearing the fitting name with the nearest town of Williams, only 344 people. This is such a touching story to me because I am from a hometown, small town America and My town almost turned into a ghost town. If it wasn't for the paper mill to keep people up and going, there's like maybe two restaurants in the whole town and it's only open till like four o'clock in the afternoon. So I'm so glad to see. It really touches my heart when I hear see this kind of a story that somebody is still gonna leave the mom and pop truck stop out there, and hopefully they'll have a better menu. You know, I don't like stopping at loves. i like I said, I'm old school. I don't like stopping. Loves is okay. You're just gonna run in and get something, use the bathroom. You know, I don't like parking there. There's no good restaurants out here anymore. Everything is fast food, and they wonder why the hell we wait three hundred and fifty and. 400 pounds um david said his company will research and see if they could keep the name boondocks he wasn't aware of the boondocks legend but found the property with a google search actually it's just a location on i-35 he said we know it's going to take a lot to clean it up and our plan is to reopen it and do the same thing they were doing before boondocks usa is the first truck stop purchased by inway logistics and, you know, he, they're definitely going to keep it the same. So that's great news. Maybe they will, will you know, uh, clean up the lot and stuff there, you know, and, and better grass and that kind of thing. There's a lot of stuff laying around, looks like, on uh, the photos. So that would be definitely great. Indiana drivers are spared from new tolls because the state made enough money on the truck-only tolls. Brilliant. And are they, what are they going to use the tolls for? Are they going to um, repave I-70 going into Indianapolis, that pothole, bumpy-ass road? The governor of Indiana says that he will not impose any more new interstate tolls during his administration in part because he has already raked in enough money from a recent truck-only toll increase to fund a whole slew of infra- infrastructure improvements. I doubt if it's going to be roads. Last week Thursday, Indiana Governor Eric Holcomb told other lawmakers that he will not go ahead with a plan to implement new interstate tolls during his administration. This plan would have tolled both passenger and com- commercial vehicles to fund infrastructure improvements. The announcement comes just weeks after tolls were increased for trucks only on the Indiana Toll Road on October fifth, twenty eighteen, tolls for class three or higher vehicles on the Indiana Toll Road went up thirty five percent. The toll rate for passenger vehicles did not increase. Now you know we should scream a prejudice, the Democrats and everything, or you know all all everybody racially is screaming prejudice all the time and discrimination. Well, they're discriminating against trucks. We're taxed and told enough for crying out loud. According to the Indiana Motor Truck Association, the toll rate increase bumped up for the amount that truckers pay across the entire 157-mile toll road from 86.60 to 116.91 to travel across the Indiana toll road. That's why I don't use it, guys. That's why everybody's going across 30. We don't take. I don't take the toll road. 116 dollars for a dog on toll road. The truck-only toll increase was part of a deal brokered by Holcomb called the Next Level Connections Agreement. Per this deal, in exchange for the truck-only toll increase, the Indiana Toll Road Concession Commission is said to give state transportation officials $1 billion to use for infrastructure projects. Mostly. While a large part of that $1 billion was earmarked for road construction, $100 million will be put toward a program to increase broadband access in rural communities, while another $90 million will be used to build more hiking trails. Really? $90 million in hiking trails? Fix goddamn 70 with that $90 million. Golly. In a letter to develop the budget committee members on November 29th explaining the reason that Holcomb would not move forward with interstate tolling, he wrote, In addition, our next-level connections agreement, finalized in October, provides nearly $800 million more for road construction and maintenance over the coming years. Indiana has more road construction underway than ever before. <laughs> but you're not touching Interstate 70. Where's the road construction at? All the secondary roads? Oy! Yeah, I'm ticked off about this. Therefore, I will not move forward with a plan to toll Indiana's interstate highways. Holcomb says that it's possible that the interstate tolls could still be in Indiana's future once he is out of office. I do not want to foreclose a successor from considering tolling as an option for infrastructure improvements. Oh, I gotta get out of that. Ticks me off so bad. No charges filed against the man who took the life of a truck driver in a road rage fight. Last weekend, a truck driver died due to road rage shooting incident that happened on the shoulder in Tennessee. It happened southbound on I-65 near mile marker 77 in Nashville during evening rush hour. Nashville police say that the incident began when a 28 again, 28-year-old motorist Aaron Eric Nichols attempted to merge on I-65. During the merge attempt, Nichols and 53-year-old semi-truck driver Christopher Jankowski got angry with each other and both men eventually pulled off on the shoulder of the road, bad idea, exited their vehicles, worse idea, and began yelling at one another, even worse. Police say that the yelling escalated into a physical fight really bad, which then took a deadly turn. Nichols said during the fight, his pistol just happened to fall out of his waistband. And he said both of them went for the gun and that he ultimately shot Jankowski one time as the fight continued. One time, you know, I can understand if the pistol accidentally went off, but he shot him one time and it was fatal. Come on. That doesn't wash. Jankowski died as a result of the shooting so far no charges have been filed against Nichols who claims that he shot Jankowski in self-defense where's the camera didn't Jankowski have a camera in his truck there again prime reason why you should have a forward-facing camera in the truck Jankowski's family believes that charges should be brought up against Nichols well damn right They say that their father was a veteran truck driver who knew how to deal with heavy traffic and that they don't believe Nichols' self-defense story. Nichols got out of the car with a gun and he knew what he was doing. Police say that the investigation is ongoing. If you witnessed the incident at that time, it happened uh, December 3rd, southbound I-65 in Nashville near mile marker 77. If you have any information, please call the uh, Nashville... Midtown Hills Precinct at 615-880-1511. That's 615-880-1511. I would like to thank everybody for tuning into the show every week. If you are new to the show and you would like to check us out, at the bottom of every podcast episode on our website at juliestruckacafé.com, I have links listed where you could find us on iHeartRadio, uh, iTunes, Spotify. Also, you can find us on Facebook. And don't forget to join our, ask to join our discussion group, Julia's Trucker Cafe Regulars. We do a lot of discussing about a variety of topics. I also share recipes on our website, cooking videos, and also the page of Stupid Shit That Drivers Do. I would ask again, please subscribe to our email list. I will send you the show notes right to your inbox. This way you don't have to keep coming back to the website to look up the articles, uh, which I'm also glad that you do visit our website. Thank you again so much. In the future, I'll be having new things coming out, and if you're on the email list, you'll have priority in getting those new things that are in the works. Before I forget, please feel free to leave a comment on the bottom of any episode or on our Facebook page. I read each and every one, and if you have an idea for an upcoming show, please feel free to email me. My email is under the contact page on the website at juliestruckincafe.com. So until, I hope everybody has a really good week. And until next time, please be safe out there. Please beware of the enforcement crackdown that's going on this week. Um, Please do not use any handheld phones or anything like that. Be aware of road rage out there too. Uh, please stay i ask that please everybody stay safe out there keep the shiny side up and until next week we a yeah we got a little